And good afternoon and welcome to Walk the Talk with Kim presents the Pearson Law Hour with your host, Michelle Pearson, who joins us once a month to talk about legal issues from a lawyer's perspective. So good afternoon, Michelle. Welcome back to the show. It's so great to have you back. Thank you, Eric. It's nice to see you, too. And we've got Lindsay in the studio once again, our Walk the Talk with Kim intern that's uh, been joining us on the show for quite a while now. And it's great to have a younger person's perspective here on the show, as always. So I'm excited to find out what we're going to be talking about on the show for the next hour. Well, I was telling Lindsay before we came in Mm -hmm. that I had an entire show prepared today about uh, car and parking lot safety. Mm -hmm. And I did some research and I, you know, it's one of those things and I want to make sure people understand how to be safe. And I'm really wanting to make sure that I do something purposeful and helpful and those kinds of things and actually spend the 60 minutes that we have together talking about things that make a difference for people. And on the way here, I thought to myself, you know, I don't think I'm going to do that show today. Mm. I think what I'm going to do instead is dedicate the show to my mom who passed away in August and but for whom I would probably not be here professionally and certainly would not be here physically or physically. Yeah. Well, we all owe that debt to our mothers, right? Yes. Absolutely. So I thought it would be just a good opportunity to invite people who are listening to maybe call in if they wanted to to um, share stories about their own moms or people who have made a difference in their lives, mothers. Um, I have several stories I certainly can share, and I know that in addition to my own mother, these women, these strong women, made a huge difference in um, creating the person I've become and to give you and Lindsay maybe a chance to share stories about your mom or the difference that your mom made or other people who in your life have been have been important. So that's good. And, so that's and what I thought my I'd condolences do. on the passing of your mother. It's, Thank you. Uh, obviously a difficult uh, thing to go through, but uh, let's go ahead and, uh, you know, look back on her uh, fondly. It sounds like a great way to spend an hour. Well, I think telling a little bit about my mom is is helpful to sort of put a a, a context in place. And there isn't, for me anyway, any uh, other way to approach my mother's life than to talk about how dedicated she was to doing things correctly. Um, my mother was born into a family that was um, French, native French speakers. They had come over from France, the family, probably two or three generations prior to my mother's birth. And they uh, emigrated from Canada to Massachusetts. Both of her parents were born in Massachusetts, but the family was, both families were French. So my mother, her first name um, anglicized once she, you know, left home, she asked people to call her Muriel because it was easier, but her first name was actually Mireille. And um, so she she learned English when she went to grammar school. So she was a native French speaker, so absolutely and of necessity, you are a grammarian if you are French. 
So not only was she bilingual, but she was always instructing us in grammar. In addition, my mom was in high school an actress. She loved to do, you know, she wasn't a singer, but she her, her parents were both musicians and her mother was an opera singer. But um, she loved to do dramatic, you know, plays and so forth. And she was actually awarded a full scholarship to Emerson College in Boston out of high school, which she did not take because the war was just breaking out in Europe. And she decided that she wanted to help with the war effort. So she went to, she worked uh, around Fall River for a bit because, again, it was a, a bad time. It was the Depression and so forth. And so she uh, worked and brought money home to her parents. Um, having a college education and having her leave home was a complete luxury out of the question. Um, so in a couple of years, she actually moved to Buffalo uh, at the request of a close family friend and worked for Bell Aircraft. And when she was at Bell Aircraft, she met my dad. And she eventually, I think she was at Bell Aircraft for under two years, she joined the Marine Corps. And she was one of the first women Marines um, ever conscripted into the into the Marine Corps. So again, you know, doing things right, right? <laughs> I, I still know I could clean my entire house with a toothbrush. And many times on the weekends, that was our job. Our job was to clean whatever with a toothbrush. <laughs> so. What was her role in the Marines? Because this would have been a time where not a lot of women in the military, uh, especially the Marines, and uh, probably not in a combat role, but uh, they certainly had supportive roles. Yes. Well, back then, uh, they were very much supportive roles. Mm-hmm. And my mother was sent to um, some sort of an elect- electrical or electronic engineering sort of course and eventually get this. I mean, this is if this is not the plum assignment, tell me what is. She was sent to Santa Barbara. That was from Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. So she's sent to Santa Barbara, a place that she, when she was growing up, she thought she would never see. Mm. Um, to run, basically help run the officers' club, mm. and to run the um, the movie projector and mm-hmm. show all the movies to the officers and their families, because she had not only taken this class in the Marine Corps, but she also had a little bit of experience in the theater, having not only been on the stage but mm-hmm. also being an usher in one of the local theaters when she was in high school. Wow. So this sort of confluence of all these little experience uh-huh. jobs that she had. Um, she had this great job in, in Santa Barbara, and she loved it there. She spoke to us all the time when um, we were growing up about how great it was in Santa Barbara. It was so beautiful during the day, and then it would get <laughs> nice and cool at night, and it was just enough for a blanket, but not too hot. And Anyway, so she, she really had, you know, when I think of my mother, um, she's the person who taught me that, you know, if you do things correctly and you do them in a in a way that differentiates you, it does distinguish you, and you you will be noticed, and you will learn more from having put yourself out in a way that's, um, you know, braver than a lot of other people. Um, so, I mean, I could talk obviously for a very long time about my own mom, but do either of you have anything you'd like to share about? a difference that your mom made in your chosen field or anything Mm. like that? 
I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, growing up, I was always very, I wanted to be so independent. Um, my parents said that when I was two, you know, I was definitely a terrible two child. I always, always, I had to do things for myself. I couldn't listen to what they had to say and then do what they said. It had to be my way. So when I graduated from high school, I was so excited to get out and finally, yes, yes I can legally have this, this freedom that I've been desiring for so long. Um, and I went to be a camp counselor on an island out in the San Juans on my own. I didn't have a car. I didn't know anyone. I was like, oh, this is going to be a great adventure. Two weeks into it, of course, I got really homesick. Huh. And um, my mom and I before had bickered, is putting it nicely. Um, we didn't have the greatest relationship. You know, I loved her. She was my mom. But we were always at ends. And I got there. And I really found that I missed her a lot. And so um, I FaceTimed her on my iPod once when I was there about week four. And I was sitting in our training center, which is the, kind of the downtime place for the counselors. And she was showing me, like, my sheets had just come for college. And so she was showing me all these things from home and just hearing her voice. And I I just absolutely broke down. I was like, I, I miss you. I want to come home. I, I need you. I need my mom. And then I came home, went off to college, and then when I got sick, of course, she was she was there completely and supportive, and she called me um, several times when I was at Central trying to figure out, you know, what was going on. And just, again, hearing her voice, it was, it was reassuring, but it made me really miss her. And I, I realized that I didn't appreciate her as much as I probably should have when I was younger and at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I definitely appreciate her a lot more and all the sacrifices that she's made for me. And I, like you, I would not be the same person that I am today if it weren't for my mom. Mm. I owe her a lot. Yeah, that's great. What's her name? Carol. Carol. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, yeah. Good for Carol. We certainly know she did a fantastic job. <laughs> I, I I said that from the first moment I met you. I don't know when it was, but it was at least a couple of years ago. And I was like, wow, her parents. She has great parents. So, yeah, they're yeah. great, great people. Yeah, that's, that's terrific. Anything you would like to share? Well, I would, but uh, why don't we take a quick break? Okay. And then we'll come back and we'll talk more about mothers, all our mothers. And if people want to call in and share thoughts about their mothers, uh, feel free to give us a call. It's, you know, it's important to think about mom even when it's not Mother's Day. So I agree. 425-373-5527. Again, 425 425- Three seven three five five two seven or toll free in Western Washington eight 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 two nine eight KKNW. That's eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine. We'll be back with more of the Pearson Law Hour, presented by Walk the Talk with Kim here on Alternative Talk eleven fifty. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson, and with my wife, Michelle, we're local residents just like you who have a passion to help those who have been harmed or wronged in our communities. If you have a personal injury from a car crash or a property hazard, an industrial injury, a defective product, or nursing home neglect issue, the Pearson Law Firm can help you anywhere, anytime. 
Contact us today for a free case evaluation at 1-800-423-8473. That number again is 1-800-423-8473. Or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Hello, I'm Eric Crema, Operations Manager for Alternative Talk 1150. We value your opinion and invite you to 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com to fill out the 2012 KKNW Listener Survey. Your responses help us shape KKNW to your listening needs. Just by filling out the survey, you'll be entered to win a trip for two to beautiful Victoria, B.C. Complete contest details and your opportunity to help shape this station can be found at 1150kknw.com. Does your organization crave new ideas? ThinkShop can help. For 16 years, ThinkShop has inspired creative thinking at Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, and nonprofits. We help you imagine new offerings, strategies, or ways of doing business. Our proven processes and engaging workshops deliver powerful results. Learn more at thinkshop.com. Mount Si Gymnastics Academy is now open in North Bend, offering gymnastics classes and summer camps to get your little ones and big ones moving this spring and summer. From recreation classes to competitive team, they have the gymnastics scene covered in the valley. Visit them online at www.mountsidegymnasticsacademy.com or call 425-292-3152. Get your kids flipping and twisting into summer. Hello, this is Kim Ariano of Walk the Talk with Kim. The reality is staggering. South Africa has one of the highest incidences of HIV AIDS in the world. This fact results in millions of orphans left in the care of other family members, friends, or fending for themselves in child-headed households. Focus on Atemba offers orphans and vulnerable children a new direction in life through loving foster care homes with committed parents and a real opportunity for a good education. Please consider sponsoring a child to receive the needed stability to change their world. Go to atembakids.org or follow the links from walkthetalkwithkim.com. Talk radio with a difference. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to Walk the Talk with Kim Presents the Pearson Law Hour with your host, Michelle Pearson. And uh, my name is Eric Ryder, and we've got Lindsay here as well. And today, this hour, we are dedicating it to mothers everywhere. And uh, our our listeners are invited to join us and share their thoughts about motherhood or their mothers in particular, if they like. And again, the numbers are 425-373-5527 or 888-298-298. KKNW. And we had Joanne call during the break who is going to do just that. So let's go ahead and welcome Joanne to the show. Joanne, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So uh, go ahead, Michelle. Did you want to jump Hi, in? Hi, Joanne. Thank you so much for calling. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. How, what would you like to share? Well, um, I was just uh, thinking about my mom and um, I was a very young mom. I was pregnant at 17 and again at 19. And um, my mom, if it weren't for her, my kids and I, I don't know where we would have ended up. She just, I was divorced by the time I was 19 also. And she took us in and she helped me finish school, go to night school. And she would take care of my kids, help them with their homework, 
do all these things. And she was just never complained about it. She always did it with a lot of love. And my kids have a very close relationship with her as well now. Mm-hmm. And she, and she's just, she's like granny and everybody just loves her. I mean, it's just, she's our matriarch. And I mean, she set a really good example for all of her kids. She had six of us and just, she had endless amounts of love and patience. And, um, now that I'm I'm on my fourth child that's now 13 years old, and he's, you know, kind of already got one foot out the door, and <laughs> I'm kind of facing that empty nest syndrome, and I, you know, time just flies by so quickly. Um, if there's one thing I would say to any moms out there is just, when you know, when your kid makes a mess and they do anything to make you angry, just, you know, realize it's not a big deal that those kids, aren't going to be around for a long time and just, you know, for very long, they'll, they'll be gone before you know it and moved out in their own families. And my mom helped me to realize, to appreciate every moment that I had with my kids. What a wonderful gift. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my kids would make a mess and my mom would just be like, Oh, it's okay. Let me show you how to clean it. It wasn't a terrible thing that they made a mess, you know? So my kids now have learned that they're, there are bigger things in this world, and don't really sweat the small things. You know, there's there's more important things than kids making messes on the walls or spilling their milk, and and um, and I think that's what the gift that my mom gave to me, and she gave to my children, and my children will pass on to their children one of these days. Yeah, see, that's such a wonderful tradition for her to have sort of started that, and of course, she learned it from somewhere. And as you say, your children are going to carry on that tradition of. You know, what's really important, I, I often say to my own children, you know, there are a few things that I kind of consider my silver bullets. It's like, are you safe? Do you have food? Do you have enough money? You know, the rest of it, you know, whether you're wearing the right thing or you're going to be perfectly behaved in every situation is really beside the point. The, mm-hmm. the important thing is to share yourself and be able to develop children so that they can share themselves and and contribute as as citizens. Yep. And that's yeah. really the important thing. And it sounds like that's what your mom did for you, which is so nice of you to call and share with us. Thank you. Okay, well thanks for having me. You have a great day. You too. Thank you thanks. again. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. That was beautiful. It was. Yeah, really nice to have Joanne join us and, and share her thoughts like that. Yeah. It was great. Well, I don't know if you wanted to share anything. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'll talk sure. a little bit about my mom. Uh, my mom's name is Laura. And uh, when I was growing up, my, my parents got divorced when I was like, ooh, I don't know, six months, maybe wow. less. So mm-hmm. she raised me as a, a single mother, which not an easy thing to do ever. But uh, we were pretty poor uh, growing up um, because of that. Uh, neither of my parents had a lot of money. So um, but she always made sure that we had plenty to eat and that, uh, we got nice things on at Christmas time and for our birthdays and stuff. And, uh, I had a pretty decent childhood, you know, all things considered. So I got to give props and credit to my mom for, uh, you know, doing a pretty thankless job, I, I guess. Well, you know, I like to thank her, but, uh, in a lot of ways, it is a kind of a thankless job, you know, raising kids, especially when you're, you know, poor, and uh, she did a good job, I got to say. So Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to mom. Yeah. I mean, one of the big, I think one of the big challenges of parenthood is 
always remembering that who you're dealing with is A, not yourself. I mean, they might look like you. They might sound like you. They're not you. And you have to pay attention to who is actually there. That's a big challenge because when you're expecting a child, you try to imagine everything that you could imagine could possibly occur. You know, who's this going to be? And, of course, you can't help but think of, you know, a little sample of yourself or your mate, you know, whomever. But, you know, so it's important to remember that that person isn't you. And yeah. it's really hard sometimes. Like when you talk about um, being a single parent, there's so many things that you have to do all by yourself. Mm-hmm. I've actually been a single parent too. That um, sometimes the necessities take over the niceties, and you would like to have right. you know them be in balance all the time. And sometimes it's it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. So it is. It's um, it's a difficult thing to manage sometimes. And it's too bad that we don't have a better extended family system in this in this country. We have so many people who live far away from family. Right. And um, I think there's, you know, definitely a movement to try and get communities well, sort of centered, starting to, to make sure that you have a good representation of different ages and communities, which is I, great. I should point out also that I think my, my grandparents did a great job kind of assisting uh, whenever possible, too, because mm. we didn't always live in the same town as them. But uh, whenever possible, you know, they helped out as well, especially when I was really young. Uh, and me and my younger sister uh, <laughs> had plenty of time at uh, at Grandma and Grandpa's house. So, you know, they certainly were role models as well. Well, you know, when, another woman who made a big difference in my life was my husband's mother. And she also, I mean, I guess... You know, maybe there was an attraction between Jerry and me with our strong mothers. But you know a little bit about my strong mom. My my mother-in-law was a Rosie the Riveter, a real Rosie the Riveter. She came from Nebraska to Seattle to work on at Boeing. And um, Did I, she say, we can do it? We can do it. Yeah, we, we, we have pictures of her. <laughs> we have pictures of her working on the planes and stuff. It's amazing. And, of course, when her husband came home uh, from Europe— in the Second World War, they had the, they had their family, and I met her name was Flora May. She, uh, as I said, was born and raised in Nebraska. And when I met her, she and I hit it off. I mean, she was really just a pistol, just a really not only very funny but extremely smart and just very physical. Loved to swim and dive and do all sorts of like dancing and joking and she was just she was terrific she was really really a wonderful woman and when I told her that I was thinking about going to law school that it was something that I'd been thinking about my whole adult life she looked at me square I mean all of the the humor and joking and all of that stuff went completely silent she looked at me straight on and she said well you better do it before you can't I was like I was in my early 40s at the time, and I was like, boy, she's right. She's right. I need, you know, I mean, it was really, if she was doing something for me, it was really a gift. And she was doing it completely out of her mother position with me, which I just so appreciated. It was wonderful. It's really great. She was, uh, she was a great mom, too. Then I had another, another really 
fantastic woman in my life who was the uh, mother of a very, very good friend of mine who uh, I met when I was eight years old and we're still best friends. We do all sorts of things together. We travel together and uh, she lives on the East Coast again now. Um, Anyway, her mom was really terrific. When things weren't going well at my house, I could just go to their house, which wasn't close, and they would just come over and pick me up. And it was like four or five miles away, but still, I certainly couldn't walk there. And if I was having a bad time, I could just call them, and they would come pick me up. They took me on vacations. They took me down to the shore, you know, in New Jersey, and we did all sorts of stuff. And I was kind of like their fifth kid. I just did everything with them. And um, she used to make me special things to eat. And they used to all push, when I would have dinner over at their house, they would push all of their leftovers from the meal in my direction because I had this insatiable appetite. When I was little, I I mean, I don't know why, but I used to be accused of having a hollow leg and going over to their house. And I would eat all, and I would eat like it was going out of style. Anyway, they were terrific. (laughs) And it was, again, you know, another another woman who didn't have to put herself out. But she did, just like a mom. Yeah, she was really terrific. Well, why don't we take another break? We'll come back. We'll continue this discussion about mothers and the role models in our lives. And if you want to share uh, or send a shout-out to your mother or uh, someone that inspired you in life, uh, and, and acted in kind of a motherly way. We'd love to hear from you. 425-373-5527, 425-373-5527, or toll-free in Western Washington, 888-298-KKNW. That's 888-298-5569. When I was a little boy, the devil called my name. Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson, and since 1977, we at the Pearson Law Firm have guided individuals and their families through the legal process to seek justice and restitution in insurance disputes and personal injury claims. At the Pearson Law Firm, we work hard to secure justice in civil matters with a network of resources, a wealth of experience, and a compassionate attitude. That's the Pearson Promise. Contact us at 1-800-423-8473. That's 1-800-423-8473 for a free case evaluation. Or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Hello, I'm Eric Krima, Operations Manager for Alternative Talk 1150. We value your opinion and invite you to 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com to fill out the 2012 KKNW Listener Survey. Your responses help us shape KKNW to your listening needs. Just by filling out the survey, you'll be entered to win a trip for two to beautiful Victoria, B.C. Complete contest details and your opportunity to help shape this station can be found at 1150kknw.com. Remember the pink tow truck? 
it was a Seattle icon. But did you know the mastermind behind the marketing was also one of Seattle's successful entrepreneurs? Learn life lessons from Ed Lincoln by reading his new autobiography, Life Through the Rearview Mirror. Available at area bookstores and online, go to walkthetalkwithkim.com and click on the link. Are you stuck? Are you plagued by a toxic relationship? Are you frustrated with a lack of motivation? Workforce Evolution offers classes that explain why people behave the way they do and how to change patterns that wreak havoc on business and relationships in order to accelerate innovation and creativity. Go to WorkforceEvolution.com to find out how you can join a free class. That's WorkforceEvolution.com or call 425-888-9790. Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson, and at our firm, whether we're working on an automobile crash case or helping a client who's been injured by a defective product, we focus on justice. We're passionate about serving our clients. Our successful approach focuses on the right issue at the right time with the best tools and expertise available. We focus on collaboration and cooperation. Clients support that process, and they respect our abilities to manage the legal process, to demystify it, and to explain choices and opportunities, and also their responsibilities. Contact us at 1-800-423-8473 or pearsonlawfirm.com. That's P-E-A-R-S-O-N lawfirm.com. Or you can check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Don't touch that dial. You might miss something life-changing. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Paul Simon singing the songs of motherly love here as we continue our discussion right here on Walk the Talk with Kim presents the Pearson Law Hour with your host, Michelle Pearson from the Pearson Law Firm. So, Michelle, where do we go from here? We we spent the first uh, half hour in tribute to all three of our mothers. We got Lindsay here. She talked a little bit about her mother. I talked a little bit about my mother, and you talked a little bit about your mother. Your mother sounds like she had a, a really fascinating life. Um, you know, that stuff about uh, her being in the Marines and stuff I thought was pretty interesting. Now, did she spend her whole career in the Marines, or no. she did other stuff as well? No, back then, and I, I think it's still the case, as soon as you become uh, a mother or about to be a mother, right. you can't be in the Marine Corps anymore. You can't be in active duty. So she was uh, honorably discharged sometime just before my sister was born. Mm. Uh, my sister was born in 1946. So she was she was in the Marine Corps for probably two and a half years, something like that. Um, but... Uh, Right up until, I mean, through my mother's entire life, she was a Marine. I mean, she loved the Marine Corps. She, you know, we talked about it often. She talked, she reminisced. Roll out of bed at 5 a.m. every morning, roll up her duffel. Well, I'll tell you something. <laughs> when we were little, we had, we, I'm not, I'm serious. We had to be able to bounce a quarter off of our, our, our bunk. Wow. Wow. Oh, she yeah. really was be, a Marine. Well, and my dad was a Marine. Oh, so, I mean, it was it was very you know, rigid. That sounds like rigid. a rigid childhood. <laughs> yes, and I I went to a very strict Catholic school. So, um it's amazing I haven't just turned into like, a, you know, a, a hippie. And you didn't join the Marines yourself and <laughs> No, you didn't but I completely rebel either. So. No, I didn't, but you know, I have a I have four sisters and my eldest my eldest sister was a, a Marine uh 
a career Marine. Hmm. She, I know we're not, she's, she's actually not a mom, but in many ways has been very motherly to me, many, many ways. So she's wonderful. Her, her first name is Joanne. And she joined the Marine Corps when she was about 19 years old. And she resigned her uh, commission, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago. Um, she was in Iraq on active duty. She was the first woman Marine to pass all parts of the uh, men's physical fitness test in the Marine Corps. So she was the first woman Marine to ever do that. Yeah, girl. I know. <laughs> That's right? awesome. I know. That's an awesome title to have. Holy cow. Yeah, she got three of what they call Molly Marine Awards. I mean, to get one, you have to practically, you know, I don't, I mean, you have to reinvent the wheel practically, and she got three of them. Then she, um, what else did she do? She was a drill instructor. She was a drill instructor at Paris Island for several years, and she also um, was the second in command at 29 Palms, which is um, an air base, a Marine air wing base in California. And she was the first woman Marine to pass all seven flights of the air traffic control test. So when she left, she left behind quite a, a legacy of, of uh, you know, accomplishment. Really amazing. And she's been She's been the best big sister in the world. But uh, anyway, yeah, my, my, um, I come from a very, very Marine Corps family. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, it's really interesting to see the, uh, the transition, I think, in mothers as they go from being a mother to being a grandmother and then uh, suddenly taking on a new role, still having that, uh, that love and caring uh, for their, their children, but, uh, suddenly seeing things with a, a different light. Uh, you know, it's interesting. My mom recently became a grandmother as my little sister uh, gave birth to a beautiful uh, little niece for me. And oh. and uh, it's interesting to see her, my mother, um, in the grandmother role because it seems like she's got so much more patience for that little baby uh, than she ever had for <laughs> for her own children, which is which is interesting, and I think that was the same way with her mother and my grandmother. Like they had, you know, unlimited amounts of patience for us, uh, you know. So uh, I think it's uh, always nice when you've got uh, the grandmother that uh, chips in as well as the mother, because I I think by that point it's less personal. It's more just, you know. Well, I don't have to have them here. I could send them home with mom. Maybe there's something like that. But there's also that experience, you know, having gone through all the years. So uh, I, I find that interesting now watching my own mom and uh, comparing it to my own grandmother. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you see any of those parallels in your life. but uh, Well, one of the things that I find uh Really interesting, and I have observed myself in that role, even mm-hmm. though I don't have any biological grandchildren yet. Um, my daughter hasn't married and had children, but we have, my husband and I have many grandchildren together. Um, it is, uh, what I've noticed is it is so pleasurable to watch our children parent their kids well. Mm. It is just... It You know, I stand back and I look at them and I think, thank you. You are doing such a great job <laughs> for the rest of us. We're going to be depending on these little guys right. to run things as we get older. 
And it, it is such a pleasure to – and it's not just that they're doing the work and I'm not. It's not that. It's they are really making a tremendous effort in every case that I can think of with all the kids uh, to, as I was saying before, realize that the children are not them. They're their own people and that they have their own interests and they have their own ways of doing things and – you know, unless you let some of that come out, you're going to you're going to squelch the natural tendencies for somebody to really become their own person. It's so that's that's really wonderful to watch. It's great. It's I love it. I love it. And then you know to also have little people who who are happy to see me. It's great. <laughs> they call me Mima. Oh, Mima. That's cute. Yeah. So did you, you had a, a relationship with your grandmother that you wanted to talk about, Lindsay? Mm-hmm. My, uh, my grandma from my father's side of the family, her name is Fran. I call it Grandma Fran. Oh. Um, she used to live down in Florida and she was an elementary school teacher. And um, she moved up to Washington a couple years ago. And I always, 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 always have had this awesome relationship with her. My parents said I met her one time when I was, I think, six months. And then she came back up when I was nine months old. And they had this grand plan set up between the three of them. They weren't going to pretend to recognize each other and just see if I could pick her out at, ah. ni- at nine months. And I totally, I was able to pick her out. I got so excited to see her. Of course, I don't remember it, but it just kind of goes to show how strong our relationship is. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, so she's always been amazing towards me um she gave me a lot of emotional support when you know my parents had to be parents um i can always i can tell her anything i can go to her with any problems she lives in issaquah so she's like 20 minutes away from me now which is fabulous and we tell each other everything about our lives and she's just an incredible inspirational woman and i look up to her in so many ways she's overcome a lot in her life she's a recovered alcoholic um, she was a teacher for so many years and she's just incredible. Absolutely incredible. I look up to her in every single way. Oh, that's, you're so lucky to have her here. I'm that's wonderful. so, so lucky. I'm so glad she moved up here. Yeah. And, and, you know, someday you'll look back on all of that and really realize what it, what, how different your life right now is because she's having an influence on it. I'm already realizing it, and it's the most wonderful thing. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Um, so what what are the kinds of things that you and your grandmother do together? Oh, we go on all sorts of adventures. Um, we've been trying to go and see, for example, King Tut, the exhibit down in mm. Seattle. Unfortunately, we're we're both the crazy busy women. So she has two jobs, and she does all these fun things, and I have my jobs and volunteering. So Getting our schedules to meet is kind of a a challenge, but we go down to Seattle and we go hang out. We have breakfast. I go sleep over at her place sometimes and we just have girl nights and go see movies. And yeah, it's just, it's perfect. <laughs> that sounds so nice. Boy, that's a really, that I'm glad you shared that because that is, um, that's like the concentric circles of motherhood. You know, you have your own mom and then you have the outer circle. You have the grandmother. That's wonderful. Yeah, I've been very lucky. Yeah, that's great. Um, 
so there was another there was another person I wanted to share about, and that was um, somebody who wasn't a mother, but uh, and never became a mother, but was very very instrumental in my development, and that was um, one of the nuns at the school I went to. Her name was Sister Mary Teresa, and uh, she was really pretty. So, you know, I liked that about her. And she was very, very smart. She was very, she was very intuitive. Even though I was young, I think I had her for either sixth grade or seventh grade. So I was like 12 or 13 when I was in her class. Um, And she was a musician and she spoke a little French. Um, And she, as I said, she just seemed to gravitate towards, oh, she was an artist also. She was an artist. So I, I'm an artist. And I was even an artist back then when I was little. And she um, invited me to do a lot of work on the school magazine that we had. So I Mm. used to be able to, I used to go to the convent and hang out with her. And, um, you know, just go to these places that were kind of like the inner sanctum. You know, they had this big room in the upstairs of the convent where they did like craft projects. And I don't know what else they did up there, but it was this big, big. Uh, this big room with lots of light, and I would sit up there for hours after school and just draw. And she would be, you know, kind of in and out and stuff. But, it, again, it was when I was having a little trouble at home um, or a lot of trouble at home, um, you know, I knew that I could just hang out with Sister Mary Teresa for a little while and then go home and, you know, walk home. And having felt like I'd accomplished some things, she would give me the um, – the, the, the uh, pieces that kids had written, either the poems or the stories or those kinds of things, and ask my opinion. What do you think, how do you think we should illustrate this story? You know, what do you think mm. we should have? And I'm like, and I remember one, one of the illustrations, I, I, don't, I don't remember exactly what the poem was about, but what I ended up drawing was a penguin or two on ice, and it looked like they were either slipping or skating or something. So I don't know what the poem had to do with, but I still remember that. I wish I had a copy of that magazine. <laughs> but yeah, she was she was pretty great. Made a big difference. All right. Why don't we take another break and we'll finish this discussion up after these words. Everybody stay with us. More to come here on the Pearson Law Hour on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Hi, this is Jerry Pearson, and along with my wife, Michelle Pearson, we're at the Pearson Law Firm, where we're called lawyers. But the truth is, we're really fathers and mothers and a family, a family of people who are members of a community where we are committed to preventing harm and protecting others, to enforcing rules that enhance our lives and take care of our families. That's what we do. That's who we are. At the Pearson Law Firm, you can call for a free case evaluation by calling one 800 423 
888-888-8473. We work with colleagues. We collaborate. We're committed to expertise and resources and making them available to members of our community. Call us at 1-800-423-8473 or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Hello, I'm Eric Krima, Operations Manager for Alternative Talk 1150. We value your opinion and invite you to 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com to fill out the 2012 KKNW Listener Survey. Your responses help us shape KKNW to your listening needs. Just by filling out the survey, you'll be entered to win a trip for two to beautiful Victoria, B.C., Complete contest details and your opportunity to help shape this station can be found at 1150kknw.com. Do you wish you could train your brain to be more creative? ThinkShop can help. For 16 years, ThinkShop has trained individuals at Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, and nonprofits. Learn our proven process to think creatively and make great ideas happen. Our trainings are offered in person and online. Learn more at thinkshop.com. Are you stuck? Are you plagued by a toxic relationship? Are you frustrated with a lack of motivation? Workforce Evolution offers classes that explain why people behave the way they do and how to change patterns that wreak havoc on business and relationships in order to accelerate innovation and creativity. Go to WorkforceEvolution.com to find out how you can join a free class. That's WorkforceEvolution.com or call 425-888-9790. Mount Side Gymnastics Academy is now open in North Bend, offering gymnastics classes and summer camps to get your little ones and big ones moving this spring and summer. From recreation classes to competitive team, they have the gymnastics scene covered in the valley. Visit them online at www.mountsidegymnasticsacademy.com or call 425-292-3152. Get your kids flipping and twisting into summer. 1150kknw.com. It's why they invented the internet. We think Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. You all appreciate it. And welcome back to the Pearson Law Hour, presented by Walk the Talk with Kim. Kim Ariano will be back with us next week for another edition of Walk the Talk with Kim. I'm Eric Ryder, and of course, your host is Michelle Pearson. We've got Lindsay joining us today as well uh, for our continued discussion about uh, the the ladies that made a big uh, uh, impression on our lives. Uh, we're talking specifically about our mothers, but. Also, all those other folks that uh, played a motherly role and uh, kind of molding our lives, I think, as people. So, Michelle, did you have additional thoughts you wanted to? You know, I thought um, what what might be interesting towards this last part of our time together is to talk about legal issues that have to do with parents and children. Um, One of the things that I did when I was in law school is I did a lot of research on the rights of grandparents Um, mostly because one of the final projects I had in school had to do with um, the rights of grandparents. So I I, I certainly do not remember everything that came out of it, but I was really, really surprised, as I often was in law school, when you really look, you know, down the rabbit tunnel, but you have Mm -hmm. to go down to research things and make sure you have absolutely the right answer to something. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
how many times there have been issues just in Washington State. Sure. Um, where uh, for the benefit of the child, so many people will become involved. And there are so many really great arguments on both sides. And it's a heartbreaking situation sometimes where there are custody issues, um, you know, because of uh, illness or, you know, uh, psychological issues of parents where the grandparents have to step in. And, and if things aren't done correctly, you know, there, there can be a lot of volcanic eruptions. Absolutely. So um, I guess one of the things that I would want uh, listeners to know is if you have children, make sure you have a will. Uh, there are many, many, many fine practitioners of estate work here in Washington. And if somebody doesn't know where to go, I can, I can recommend many people. If you go to my website, PearsonLawFirm.com, and send me an email if you need somebody to help you with that. I will make sure that you get connected with somebody in your area. But the point is that uh, if if there are children, um, it's very, very important to have um, directions set out in a, in a legal document. I often hear from, and I know I've talked about this on the show before, uh, young parents who, who say things to me, and I've heard it so many times, I'm still surprised when I hear it, though, when someone says, well, if something happened to me, my spouse would take care of the children. And my first question to them always is, what if you are together and you both succumb to injuries of some sort? And, you know, then what? So you have to be thinking about that. And I think part of part of what is obvious today in the studio is that children need mothers and uh, they need fathers, they need parents, and you want to make sure that that's in place and that if you're not there to do it, that you have, you know, plan B, because sometimes plan A doesn't happen. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing is um, there are a lot of issues that affect minors. I'll give you an example. Um, in my work, which is uh, predominantly personal injury work, oftentimes we will have cases where children are injured. And when that's the case and the child is awarded either a verdict or a settlement in whatever way that happens, whether it's mediation or arbitration or uh, a trial, that money is by law must be put into trust for the minor. And it's very, again, very important that you have an attorney who knows how to uh, appropriately manage that so that the money truly is there for the benefit of the minor. And sometimes it's not something that is needed right away. It's something that you want to make sure that the the child can um, access when they're 18. And most of the time that's the case. The, the, uh, the funds are put in trust. And the attorney who does that uh, last settlement, and um, it's called a guardian ad litem agreement, uh, there's somebody who's uh, assigned as a guardian ad litem, and that's somebody who's assigned by the court to make sure that the child's uh, welfare is completely taken into account as things are wound down in a case. And that um, guardian ad litem makes sure that the court approves the settlement and also approves the, the trust um, um, arrangement. And so typically that money is kept for the child until they're 18. 
Um, what else? What other what other legal issues are there with children? Uh, sometimes there are issues um, between parents and children of cars. Who's at fault if you are driving? Not at fault, but whose insurance and how will the insurance um, play into uh, a situation where a child has taken by permission the family car? There's a family car doctrine in, in Washington State. So those kinds of things um, are not known by everyone, but there are lots and lots of issues that aren't always obvious to um, to folks who are, you know, going about every day getting the kids in and out of the minivan. And, um, you know, the next time that we get together, I am going to talk about getting in and out of the minivan because, as I said at the beginning of the hour, um, there are copious stories of people being surprised in parking lots and garages. And we want to make sure that mothers and dads and children are always safe when they're out and about. So any other comments you wanted to make, Lindsay, as we wind down the hour about moms or? Oh, boy. Uh, Moms and mother figures are perhaps some of the best mentors out there. And I know Kim has talked about on the show before the value of mentorship and what it can do for a person. Um, I know personally, you know, my best friend's mom, I'm going to go meet her for coffee tomorrow morning um, because her children are off and away at school and she's lonely and I'm going to go keep her company because she's done that for me. So um, really appreciate those relationships that you have because they're golden, truly golden. And they're temporary. They are. Appreciate them while you have them. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, this was a great show. I really uh, appreciate you, both of you, being um, so generous with my meanderings. <laughs> it's always a pleasure, Michelle. And I, uh, again, my condolences about the passing of your mother. And uh, I, it was really nice to get to know her a little bit, even though it was kind of secondhand. But, yeah, uh, thank you. You know, would like to have met her in person. She sounds like a fascinating woman. She did come to the show once. It was a long time ago. I think it was either our first or second show. And, um, you know, I, on the way here, I thought about how many things when I, when I would accomplish something, the, one of the, you know, like the first person I wanted to call was my mother, you know, I'm like, when I got accepted to law school, I'm like, you're coming. I don't care what we have to do. You're coming to law school graduation. It was always, she was always the first person I wanted to tell. So yeah, thank you. I think I'm probably the same way and probably Lindsay's the same way as well once you achieve something in life, you know, the first person you want to tell is Ma. Yep. And with good reason. Well, Kim Ariano is going to come back uh, next week with another edition of Walk the Talk with Kim and focus on nonprofits. So everybody tune in for that. We'll be back, as, as I say, next Wednesday at 3 o'clock. Everybody have a beautiful day and thanks for listening. It's a beautiful